Hello and welcome to the Sips Don't Lie podcast with Jane and Jenny. In this podcast we honestly discuss life, love and how to be your most authentic self. In each of our episodes we'll pair our conversation with wine that matches the mood and topic we're talking about. So pour yourself a glass, get comfy and remember Sips Don't Lie and you're starting to feel it's right. Hi guys and welcome to episode 11, New Year, Same Me. I'm Jane and I'm joined by my co-host Jenny. Hi guys. And as it's coming up to the new year 2021, today we're going to be talking about all things New Year's and New Year's resolutions. So we've decided to match today's conversation with a wine that we're both looking to take into the year 2021. Jen, what have you gone for? So it's probably not really a surprise that I've gone for a Portuguese red. Really? <laughs> I just absolutely love them. Um, I, I think it's always a wine that takes, I, I love having wine anyway, that takes me back to like a certain time and a place. And Portugal was a place that we both went together and actually we had such a good time. It was super fun. We tried some amazing wines and kind of drinking some of these Portuguese reds really takes me back to that place. So mm-hmm. it's one of those wines that I kind of want to explore more of, I think, in the new year and just kind of keep reminiscing on some good times that we've had. Well, at the moment, we're kind of not able to travel, if at all. Um, so kind of experiencing travel, travel through memories of wine, really. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So how about you, Jane? What did you go for? Now, this is one of the, probably the first time we've gone for different grapes, isn't it? Yeah, different different grapes, even different colours. So you know me, I'm not really a white wine person. I don't know why. I think I've had some bad white wine experiences. Yeah. In 2021, I do want to become better friends with our good friend, white wine. So I've picked a Sauvignon Blanc because like when I drink white wine I normally ask you for recommendations but the ones that I'm scared of that I'm like oh they're gonna taste disgusting are Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc and Pinot Grigio I, I get fears about drinking that so I'm trying to wean my palate, palate into it but actually this Sauvignon Blanc is amazing. Yeah and do you know what so I used to have that white wine fear as well like I used to especially I think from university days drinking it sort of four or five pound bottles of wine and just getting smashed off them and just drinking them as quickly as possible and some of them can be quite acidic they can kind of taste a little bit like vinegar especially when you've not kept them properly and all that sort of stuff so I I feel you um but actually tasting white wine in my 30s and in my late 20s actually you become to be able to appreciate it and Mm -hmm. It's definitely something that, you know, and and the great varieties that you've mentioned are are varieties that are very common. Um, Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc. uh, What was the other one you mentioned? Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio. That's what I fear the most. I'm like, oh. Yeah, and and they're quite, Pinot Grigio can be very, very boring and very dry and just not very good. And because you get so much of it, it tends to be, and because so many people buy it, the demand is so high that you can kind of find that a lot of them are a bit rubbish. Mm. Um, Sauvignon Blanc um, sort of is the flagship grape variety from New Zealand. And I think it is a wonderful white wine to start on um, if, you are, if you're not used to drinking um, white wine and you want to try it more because it is a little bit fruitier it's mm. quite zesty you've got elderflower maybe a bit of grapefruit a little bit of lime and it just tastes like sunshine really so it's a beautiful um, style 
and definitely one that I've kind of feel like I've grown out of a little bit but it is a good it's a good uh it's a good solid start really and anything that you're going to get from Marlborough or anything like that is just going to be you know really approachable and one that I definitely recommend starting with to be honest definitely and you've literally basically described the exact wine I've got so it's New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc from Marlborough (laughs) yes Yes, there's a lot from there. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Though. But no, it's beautiful. Definitely got the grapefruit and melon and a bit of, yeah, that bitter, that sharpness, which I'm guessing is the elderflower. Yeah, it could be. Or just the acidity, really, like some of the sort of citrusy notes, like uh, like lemon or lime or that sort of thing. Mm, cool. Right. New Year's, New Year's Eve. Yes. Year. Um, what do you think of New Year's? Do you make a big deal out of it? I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Yeah. Um, I really don't like it. I find, I mean, I don't like the idea that it's kind of so pre-planned that you go out um, and that you sort of, everything's super expensive. Everywhere's quite exclusive. You have to book ahead. Um, it's not It's not my favourite thing, really. Um, we, we actually did do New Year together, which is the last time I actually saw you, Jane. <laughs> crazy isn't it a year ago um and actually I had a really nice time there <laughs> I'm obviously gonna say I had a nice time but I, actually <laughs> did, but I actually did um that new year was actually really good because it was so chilled and I think did we go to the ballet and like, yeah and we had a nice day of kind of like quite chilled activities and went to go see a friend in um sort of southwest London and just went out and had quite a nice fun casual evening mm. um which I think was good. Um, but yeah, usually it's a bit of, I'm not, I, I much prefer Christmas to the year. Well, what do you think I prefer? I think you probably prefer New Year. Yeah, definitely. I like, I don't love New Year's Eve, but I do, I, I, I do like it. Like I do like it. Everything's, it's just got a vibe to it. Like everything's gold and black and glittery. And I've had some really good New Year's Eves. Um, like when I used to live in London, I remember one night I went to five parties in one night across oh different ends of London like you know when you're my New Year's Eve I'm always up till like 6am and I I enjoy it um but also I find that New Year's Eve is a very romantic time of year I don't know if you agree I think it's more romantic than Valentine's Day it's very much I feel like New Year's Eve is very much a day when you want to be or people want to be with their significant others have you noticed that about the day or or not yeah, I, th- I mean, I've never really considered it romantic, but I've always thought that it would be nice to be with a significant other on mm. that day because, you know, New Year's Eve, you have like the kiss and whatever. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know. For, for me, my, I mean, my favourite New Year, and this, this is pretty epic, we were in, so I flew out to meet my brother and his girlfriend who were travelling at the time a few years ago. And we celebrated New Year's Eve in the middle of um, Ho Chi Minh in That's Vietnam. Cool. Yeah. And had like thousands of people on the streets and, you know, singing and fireworks. And like, it was incredible. Um, really, really cool. That's like my favorite New Year because it's just been, it was so kind of like, yeah, see how it goes sort of thing. That but, sounds really good. I think New Year's Eve's abroad are really good. I, I would if we could would do that every year like it's so yeah. much better <laughs> it's so much better it takes the pressure off as well because I think when you're in 
the UK, which is where we're from, it's kind of like, who do I choose to see? Because you'll get some New Year's where three of your friends will have a party and you'll be like, oh no, which one do I go to? Or you yeah. do what I do and you go to like all of them. But yeah, it's quite difficult to know <laughs> what to do, isn't it? But yeah, I think I, like, one of my best New Year's Eves was in Belize in Georgia. So we were traveling to Sri Lanka and we stopped in Georgia. And obviously we went through, it's really weird. So when you go through customs there, they give you a bottle of red wine and they're like, welcome to Georgia. And I was like, I like it here. And it was like a nice, crisp, icy New Year's Eve. I really enjoyed that. I think it's maybe that's some being somewhere different. Yeah. I like that. I think that's fun making it. I think that's the thing for me, like they can get quite samey and like they can get quite of a routine. Like I've got to go out, I've got to go out to a club and, you know, get drunk and, you know, I hate that. I'd much rather just, yeah, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And get your New Year's Eve kiss. You've got to do that too. <laughs> not, not, not in coronavirus time though. No, that's not now. Cool. It is weird. I remember like when I was younger, when it used to be the countdown and you'd be like, who am I going to kiss? <laughs> yeah, I didn't have that. I didn't have that. That was very when I, when I was back home for New Year's. That was always you'd always kiss someone at midnight. Definitely. Maybe there's something in there that maybe something happened to me in the year, and now I'm like, I just don't like it. Mm. Don't know. Don't know. Um. So resolutions. Mm. So moving away from the kind of the evening itself, resolutions. Are you because you like New Year. Are you a big resolution setter, or how? What are your thoughts on them? I'll set resolutions in the way that, you know, when people are like, for Lent, I'm going to give up chocolate. I'm like, for Lent, I'm going to give up this. And it's like, but I'm not actually Christians and I'm not really following it. Do you know what I mean? I might buy into the whole thing of being like, yeah, this year I'm going to um, lose weight or date more or whatever. That's typically what my resolutions are. Mm. But I, I don't really ever set out like a 12 month plan. Like actually this year, I really, really want to start improving my yoga skills so I'm gonna I, I'm not a, a big planner on it I might just throw something out there like oh yeah I want to lose weight and then it yeah. just dies its death during the year what about you so typically I mean I did I think I never really used to set them and I never really used to make a big deal out of it and then a couple of years ago I think you know when I was big into my project management stage I was mm. like if you set goals you're going to make them happen and if you write it down and put it out there it'll happen and um, so I used to set myself these very comprehensive like I want to do exercise x times or a week and you know uh read 50 books in a year and oh my God. all that sort of stuff uh and actually I kind of would check up on them and I wouldn't, I would actually do all right or like not with the exercise stuff, but um, definitely like I wanted to read more. But I think for me, like I made them too specific, which was great because I then achieved them or kind of felt like I was progressing. But actually, I didn't really understand why I was doing it. Like there was no, there was kind of like I'd set them, but there wasn't a bigger, there wasn't, I hadn't answered the bigger question of like, okay, so why do you want to exercise more? and why do you want to read more that sort of thing so that was that was for me yeah that's so interesting yeah I just kind of would have tasks that I wanted to achieve just to feel like I achieved something rather than actually being better um yeah I mean have you have you set any for this year no none (laughs) because we've had covid like 2020 I feel like "Mm." 
There's no, I think maybe like bigger picture things. So I think like, I'm thinking of one of the questions that we've got, sorry to skip ahead. Thank you for all the questions, everyone. Mm. I think of um, um, the question that's like, what one thing would you want to change in 2021 and what do you hope stays? Yeah. For me, it's about hope, hoping things stay. So I found in 2020, I've learned lots of um, skills within my relationships. So I've learned really good boundaries. I've learned how to ask for what I need in life. So that's something I hope continues to stay. So I think that's probably the only thing I've got resolution wise where I'm like, I hope I can continue with that behavior and elevate it even more. So I just say no to everyone about everything, which is the goal, ultimate goal, isn't it? Um, So I think that's my, probably my only resolution. I'll always say I would love to lose weight, but let's see what happens with that. Gyms are closing as the government have just said. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's harder. But no, I, I I think, I think you're right. Like it's, for me it's not about setting that having having that one day where you say okay I'm going to create new year's resolutions it's kind of like it should be for me like things that appear throughout the year that you think I want to do this or you know for me it's more of a continuous cycle of you know change and and adapt and be like oh actually I want to do this and it doesn't need I don't need to have a, a new year's trigger to be able to say okay I actually want to do this because in my life I feel like I've got bigger goals and bigger purpose questions that Mm. kind of feed down into little things that I need I need to do so for example like and and you're the same like we're both doing university courses um and that didn't take a new year's resolution for me to say okay I feel like I need to go and do a new you know do do a course I just was like this is what I want to do this is I'm going to do it do you know what I mean yeah exactly I know exactly what you mean and that's going to continue. So I, I, my New Year's resolution could be, I, I want to make sure I focus on, you know, my studies, but that's a given, right? I, I'm paid for it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. So, yeah. Interesting one. So when, you, so when you think of other New Year's resolutions you've had in the past, mm. how do you stick to them or how have you stuck to them? So I've, I've checked them. So I've written them on my phone and sort of said, okay, I'm going to try and go back to them. Um, and so things like um, the books thing. So I think I could set it on Goodreads or some sort of thing that said, how many, what's your target for the year or something like that. So I'd put it in and be like, okay, that's what I want to do. Um, yeah. So I think I, I kind of, um, that, that kind of helped kind of with something that's quite specific my I think I don't know whether it was an actual new year's resolution but one of them was to just get into running more and it it wasn't like I want to be able to do you know I mean I'd personally I'd love to be able to run a marathon Uh, would be an ultimate goal but that that's not yeah it's mad but it's not a it's not I don't think it's achievable for me to say in a year from going from hating running to, to running a marathon is, is just not achievable. So it's usually like, I'm going to get more into running. Um, but, you know, with things like if it's just not achievable or if there's other things that come up that are more important, then I'm going to change that. That's so interesting. Very conscientious approach um, to sticking to your resolutions. Mine are always weight related, which is interesting. Choose mm. weight or it's like, this year um, get a boyfriend or lose weight so those are the two that I do but obviously within the first few months of the year I'm like oh I don't care which I think sh- I think shows more of an outward perspective on 
what I feel maybe I think I should have been set because I don't do resolutions yes. anymore. I think this is when I'm younger. What I thought everyone's doing a losing weight one, so I'll do a losing weight one. Well, everyone's trying to meet someone, so I'll make one of mine too. When actually the real me inside is like three months into the year, it's like you don't really care about this stuff. So yeah, exactly. You know, if that makes sense. But one of mine was running before, and I got really into it, and then I just got bored. Because like I think you said, we talked about the uni course and stuff. It hasn't come from a deeper place where it's yes, it's not about doing it just because everyone's resetting your stuff. It's doing it because you feel called to maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think things like losing weight, if, if you ask the question, okay, so why do you want to lose weight? Is it so that you can fit into the genes that you wanted to? And why do you want to do that? And do you feel pressure from somebody else? Or, you know, what 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 is the underlying reason? And if it's like, I just don't feel good, or, you know, I don't like the way I look, is that actually a problem that's bigger than just the weight is it is it is it more than that or exactly. is it a fact that you're feeling like you're feeling sluggish and unhealthy and actually it's not just about losing weight it's about eating better or making more intuitive choices about your food so and I think once you've got those bigger kind of wider thoughts actually it makes decisions and stuff like that a little bit easier and you're like well I'm going to make intuitive choices so okay you know where I can possible and, and and not kind of killing yourself over you know calories exactly yeah but definitely my core of I'm going to lose weight was more about that's what society expects me to say more than it came from anywhere deeper than that which yeah. I suppose is a good thing isn't it yeah yeah um and how do you feel about things like dry january or veganuary and stuff like that oh yeah i've seen loads of veganuary adverts have kept coming from my instagram i think that's really nice for people that because i think for some people like it, i think is it stoptober where you stop smoking it actually unlocks something really important to you so it yes. creates balance in some people's lives and like for me when i did dry january actually do you know what i used to do, I used to do dry november because i drink so much in december i used to like dry november get into my outfits and look great um it's good for people that if they enjoy that it's not really for me and now we're in um uh tier four lockdown in the uk so are people are people really going to do dry january it's pretty bleak in life right now so hats off people that do it i think it's great for, for people if that's what gets them back on track i don't know if it's a healthy approach in terms of overly excessive december to complete um completely starving yourself in january to then spending the whole year getting into balance I think it just you should just know your balance maybe naturally and always work within that yeah what do you think yeah I'm completely with you I mean I don't think I mean I, I'm quite an intuitive eater and mm. I, I kind of work with wine um I am quite conscious that you know and I, I can quite happily sit there and just have one glass of wine and not drink the whole bottle um, because I just don't do that um, and I waste a lot of wine which is bad but I just don't drink it um, I have a device that means that I open it but I still just don't get through it I just I just don't drink as much as you know as I could essentially um, so I'm very intuitive all year round and I don't really um, I'm always just really mindful so I, I don't feel that need to be like mad fad diets fad diets to me don't work it's about finding things that you like doing and incorporating that into your life like find a sport that you like whether it be boxing swimming tennis 
you know, find what you enjoy and keep going until you find what you enjoy doing and incorporate that into your life and find what you enjoy to eat and incorporate that and, you know, keep going until you find what you, you like, really. Exactly. And I think that intuitive word's really important. I'm a bit like you, like, I, I, I think to go for a month where it's complete starvation diet-wise and alcohol-wise and fun-wise in January. January. I don't know who started dry January, but it's the worst month to do it in. Like, it's basically dark in the UK for most of the day. You have, yeah. Nobody has any money. Nobody wants to do anything. It's yeah. a weird month to be like, and on top of that, well, let's all stop drinking. <laughs> um, like maybe do it in May when at least you've got sunshine and you can entertain yourself with other things. But I think it is that knowing your own personal balance and like, I'll know if I've been partying too much or eating too badly to bring my own body back into balance rather than yeah. follow the kind of herd and who are like, well, we're all going to stop drinking in this month. So maybe you should too, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and my body will just make me ill if I've parted too much. It'll be like, no, no, you're not going out now. You're, we're going to make you really poorly. <laughs> you're going to get cold. And I'm like, oh, for Christ's sake, now I've got a cold. Exactly. Can't go out anyway. And that's what it would do. Like, honestly, feel like my body just, like, packs in if it's if it's like, no, nope, you've been going out. You're tired. That's it. Yeah, and it's intuitive as well. You can feel it. Like, I can feel my eating's been out of balance and I want to get back into my balance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I think, you know, there may be a couple of days where I'm like, I eat a little bit worse, but then it just takes, you know, slow, you know, slow steps to come back into check. Exactly. But yeah, it's it's boring, but it's like just, you know, moderation and intuitiveness, really. Yeah. And really listening to your body. Um, yeah, is important, especially for me anyway. Exactly. New Year's in 2020. What are you going to do, New Year's? I, 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 do you know what? I haven't really thought about it and it's tomorrow. <laughs> um, I think that we are just going to have a quiet one, to be honest. Might cook some food. And in fact, you know what? I think I'm going to order some food in because um, I don't really want to cook. Um, and just, oh, I'm going to definitely do that. Yeah, have a quiet one, to be honest. Um, maybe watch some films. Yeah. I don't think there's even going to be fireworks on or anything. I know that's the big thing, isn't it? But it, I think people will do it in their back gardens and stuff, won't they? For kids and stuff to keep some sort of balance. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'll be doing the same. Definitely getting a takeaway. Oh my God, you know what I got really into over Christmas that I'm now obsessed with is martinis. I'm obsessed with martinis. So I've got really nice gin from my village in Wales and um, vermouth and just absolutely obsessed with them. So I'll be drinking martinis. Love that. Actually, I have some vermouth in my um my cupboard. It's like a red vermouth. As oh well. yeah, my brother was saying you put that in a Negroni, right? Yeah, yeah. It looks like, like a spiced. Yeah, very mm, cool. Christmas, yeah. one. Christmas is over now, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but thinking of twenty twenty one, what's one thing you want to change in twenty twenty one, and one thing you hope stays? Back to this question we came to earlier. <laughs> yeah, we didn't answer it, did we? Um, so I think this year for me has been around creating space um, for stuff that I want. And in order to um, sort of get the relationship I wanted and satisfy the workload that I've got, I had to create a lot of space. And that's meant kind of really rebalancing my friendships rebalancing mm -hmm. my time and being really 
you know, really mindful of not trying to cram everything in and try and see everybody. And it does mean that I have to be a bit more um, sort of, um, sort of um, kind of, I can't think of the word I'm trying to use, but like um, quite brutal with my time almost. And like, I just don't have time to see you or speak to you because I'm doing something else that I need to do. Um, so that's, that's one thing that I've definitely, um, has definitely really helped this year. And I want to continue next year is making sure that I'm creating the right space for stuff that is important to me and that I want. Um, something I want to change, I would love to be able to travel. Like oh. I would just love to be able to get on a plane and go to European country and have a weekend away. Um, that would be magical. That would be, you know, so good. Um, that that's that's my one thing, really. Mm. How, how about you? Okay, so one thing that I want to change in twenty twenty one, outside of COVID's travel restrictions, what do I want to change in twenty twenty one? Oh, it's just my believing in myself. Like I believe in myself a lot already, but I feel like if I believed in myself as much as everybody else does, I'd be absolutely magical. Um, I was, I was in uh with my friend Steve off my counselling course and we were, I don't know what we were talking about and he was like Jane you seem to think you're a glass of lemonade but you're like an amazing glass of red wine that's all got all these characteristics to it and all this stuff and he's like the day you believe that is the day things will change so that's my thing that I want to change is Ooh. that seeing yourself the way the world sees you mm. and that's good and bad bits so it's appreciating the good but also seeing the bad stuff that people feed back to you not bad is a bad word but maybe stuff that's um limiting you or um making you show up in um kind of hurtful ways so I think it's being able to see more of what others see in me and kind of stepping into that and walking forward with that power and what I hope stays is just my uh boundaries that I've built in 2020 it's been really nice to be good at saying no and being like actually I don't want to spend my time money energy love on this person or this thing and always start choosing myself first so I just hope that continues yeah. but I feel like it's and I, just, I do wonder what will happen when we go back into normal life, but that's a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah, no, and I do. I mean, I can I can sense it as well. Like, I do see more of your boundaries um, through the conversations we have, but also, yeah, it feels like you're in quite a different space to how you were this time last year. And I can't speak for the fact that, you know, only we speak over Zoom and stuff, um, but yeah, it does feel like you're in quite a good place, Jane, if I'm honest. Yeah, I do. I think, um, yeah, we've both got some quite interesting, you know, new years coming up or the next year coming up. Definitely. And when you think about your resolutions that you've done over the years, what's your one that comes up on your list every year? Like, I think mine's obviously like losing weight, which has not been on there for a while, but that's the only thing that was always, resolutions always there for me. Um, I think mine's always like learn more and read more. And That's a very good one. Yeah, and I love I love learning, and I lo- I'm I'm like a sponge, and I love all the like new information, and I always feel like I don't know enough about history, especially for other countries, and even in the UK. Like my history knowledge is a bit rubbish, mm. um, and I just I I find it quite dry to read about actually, but yeah. I do find it really useful. To, to know this sort of stuff. So it's always kind of like read more books or expand your thoughts and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, 
so yeah so that that's always one that kind of ends up on my list and that will probably never change really that's a very good one I wish I loved learning I don't think I actually like learning <laughs> I, I literally love it so yeah it's quite a good thing to have but I, I just I really crave it as well like I enjoy doing my uni essays and stuff which is pretty quite that's sad. so good I think I like learning through conversations with people hence why I want to be a therapist but yeah I learn I like I if you could like be like your job today is to talk to people all day I'd be like absolutely love it whereas if your job today is to learn something I'd be like oh no <laughs> no I know I do like talking to people as well um yeah yeah a bit of both um so hurrah so think about we've, we've talked quite a lot about love but we took about sort of um we talked a lot about life think about love like you said that new year is quite romantic mm. so i mean there's always i mean i see it quite often that you've got quite a lot of engagements around christmas and new year time yeah. and that sort of thing too so how do you i mean you've said you feel it's quite a romantic time do you see that as well like quite a lot of engagements yeah um, maybe the whole vibe it's my perception i don't know i think we should have googled this before is there a reason why people propose on christmas day and christmas eve because it happens a lot right May I think it's people don't want to buy presents, so they're like, fuck it, I'll just get oh, a ring. I, I don't know if there was some sort of, like, tradition or something around it, because it's, like, quite common, isn't it? Well, I guess your family's around you, right? So if you're going to propose, like, you and you want to ask the parents or something like that, it's probably a good idea to do that there and then, or, you know, it's just... Uh, yeah. I'll do a side Google while we're chatting. But um, yeah, it is romantic for that reason. And, and I know a lot of people, I know quite a few people who've been to weddings on New Year's Eve or got yeah. you know I mean? or got married on New Year's Eve or that period between Christmas and New Year. I've been to a wedding in that period. And I'm one of my friends that I work with got her wedding anniversary then. So there's something about the period that is, has got a, a love vibe to it. Oh, honestly, yeah. how would you feel if someone, you'd probably like it if someone proposed at Christmas. I'd be yeah, I actually wouldn't. I think it's a bit, it's a bit cliche. Uh, I'd hate it. I'm saying that and like anyone who's got engaged or married at this sort of time um, will, will probably hate me for saying that. But no, I do think it's a little bit cliche. Like I, I prefer, for me, it's nicer if you're on holiday and you're kind of um, away from everybody and it's just a really special memory for you. The, the two of you rather than being kind of up in the drama already around Christmas um and the yeah. busyness so I feel like actually away from that is is better yeah it's like a personal preference isn't it like I, I, when you've explained like that I see why people do it because you're around all your extended family so everyone's there and able to be part of it but I just don't like Christmas if to all my future husbands and I've said that in plural do not propose to me before Christmas <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'm a summer person I like summer um but yeah and I'm thinking of like other ways of people set new resolutions what's your thoughts on people that are like right, my newest resolution this year is to get a boyfriend or to convince my boyfriend to get engaged or my girlfriend to get married what do you feel about new year's resolutions like that um I mean I think that do you know what? I think it's not a bad thing to put it out there that you want to meet someone, right? It's it's absolutely, because that was probably part of my problem for some time is just like, I can't admit that I actually want to have a relationship. Like I find that quite strange to admit that. So I think it's not a bad thing if you're like, actually, I want to meet someone. Um, but to put it in a New Year's resolution for like that year, I find is a little bit difficult because I think that it should come from a place of like, I want to meet the right person at the right time, but until then I'm going to work on myself. 
and um, I want to work on myself so that I meet, you know, I, or I want to meet better men because I want to do X, Y, Z. Do you know what I mean? So I find it a little bit weird that you're like, I want to meet a person because I don't, I, f- I feel like it, it should be more specific about the type of person that you want to meet or attract even. Yeah. Um, so it, it's good that if you can put it out there as like an intention, like you do want to meet someone, but I don't feel like you can work on a time scale of a year. It could be longer. Yeah. It could be less. Um, that's, that's my thoughts. I don't know. I don't know what you think. Could be 10 years. Um, no, I agree. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think it's the parameters of it being a resolution for the year that yeah. makes it a bit more difficult. Whereas I do, I do think I agree with you. I think it's really important if your life goal is to get married, for example, You've got to you've got to live life with with that intention yes. out there. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen. Like you can't be like, oh, I'd really love to get married one day, but never leave your house. Not go to dating apps. Not saying there's loads of different ways to meet people. But if you're just not, if you're every time you're invited to a party, you say no, or you're not on dating apps, or you say no to every date that you've got, then what your goal and the intentions that you're putting out there aren't matched. So I do feel like if your intention is okay, this. I'm ready to it shouldn't even be maybe this year maybe it's like I'm ready to meet someone so it's maybe thinking of your game plan of how you're going to do that so you're like okay maybe I'm going to download one dating app I'm going to tell all my friends and family that I'm looking to meet someone so they can set me up or whenever I get invited to something and even though even if it makes me uncomfortable like it's a chess tournament I'm going to go because you never know who you'll meet so I think it's more around mindset and intention and I do think that's really important if you know I want to meet someone or like even little girls like I want to be a parent you have I think if that's a goal you have to have intentions that sit beneath the goal that is going to move towards getting you there but I yeah. agree that it, I think you're only going to hurt yourself if you time boundary it like okay it's for this year 2021 I'm going to get a boyfriend because that means that pressure of the time ending means you might just agree to someone that's not right or Correct. Doesn't yeah. happen by the end of the year you're going to feel awful so I think it's all about the intention isn't it yeah, and I think it's you, I think you're right completely. And I think it's about that breaking that down into different manageable steps, right? So if you're meeting lots of nice men, but you're you're being maybe too picky or you're you have Who on earth meets lots of nice men. Who huh? <laughs> on earth meets lots of nice men? <laughs> I don't know. Well, come on, Jane, you've got to re- rewrite that story. There's that lots happens. of nice men out there. Um yeah. no, but it's you know, it's 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 kind of like what stage are you are you do you want to target in that whole thing for me it was like I'm not meeting the right people I'm not attracting the right type of person so I want to you know work on making myself find the right people you know so that was my kind of not that I said it as a resolution but like that was my kind of like this is what I want to do um and then work on attracting the right sort of people and identifying those types of people um but for some other people, it might be, well, I, you know, get hysterical when I date new people or, you know, I ne- I always think I like someone and I don't. It's kind of like working out what it is that trips you up or where you want to improve or how you want to, you know, do that. Mm, definitely. And then I guess what the flip side of that is, obviously, you get the lovely engagements and marriages around Christmas. But it, um, was it you that said to me that the is it in January the 11th or something is the highest day for being filed for divorce oh really no I don't it might have no, been. I'm gonna google it now <laughs> <laughs> I think do you know I think it is it's definitely a, a January sort of thing but maybe it's because people feel like they need to stay together for Christmas because you know you, you don't want to break up with someone just before Christmas um 
and then when that's kind of done and dusted you're like mm, okay oh it's the first monday of the year divorce day is it was the 6th of january in 2020 it's the first monday of the year when you're back at work um and wow. the lawyers are back Wow. wow i guess christmas is like basically like lockdown magnified so when we think about lockdown people have either fallen it, who are in relationships they've either fallen deeply in love and their relationships leveled up as in to the next level or they've um realized they're not with the right person so i think christmas is kind of like a lockdown but just yeah. over this period because you're with that person and you kind of see all all those sides of them how they kind of treat their mum and dad their brothers and sisters their whatever yes or whatever and you I think it's that that mirror feeling where you're like oh, I really see you now and you're like this is the person so then you propose or you're like this is not the person so you get to walk on the first yeah. Monday of January <laughs> yeah and I guess because of some people use you kind of are starting to think about the future you know this is the time where you kind of reflect on how the year's been but also you know naturally start to think about the future a lot of people may be thinking in their head so actually this isn't the future that I want, or this has been a really bad year, or, you know, people use that as kind of like a, a bit of a kind of, um, like an, not an excuse, but they use it as an opportunity, right, to, to think about these things. Mm. Off topic um, question around that, uh, if you don't get on with someone in law, someone's in your in-laws, someone's in-laws, someone's parents, does that make or break for you? um it depends like it depends how much they want to see them Mm. um because if they're very much like incorporated into their life um and you don't get on with them or they're very difficult it can be quite hard Mm. um I've definitely I mean I've not I've definitely heard of friends where they have in-laws that are you know wear white to their wedding and you know very very tricky people to get on with and constantly are you know difficult and involving in their relationship um it's a tricky one it completely depends how involved they are um and how much they want to see them I don't I don't know how do you feel about it Mm, yeah I think it's the level of involvement because I'm thinking of all my friends and family members and their relationships with their respective in-laws and I can only think of maybe one where they're like, I absolutely love my in-laws. The rest are like, I can't stand them <laughs> for various reasons. And I do think the level of engagement they have with you plays into it. So if you're with um, a girl who has to, has to ask her dad for everything to get something done or her mum comes to every decision that you make, it's quite that can have a really big impact on your relationships. So I think the level of engagement's a thing. And I think for me, it would just boil down to, do you stick up for me when I need you to? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's because I think it I think marrying and moving away from family is like a breaking away but if your mum or your dad always comes first where does that leave us within our relationship all things being fair I guess yeah and it feel it feels quite I don't know if this is bad to say but it feels quite immature where if you're in an adult relationship with somebody and then they choose their parents over the person that they want to see the rest of their life with that you're supposed to be growing a family with if that's what you want to do do you know what I mean um, yeah and I kind of want to be with someone who had the courage to say to their yes sibling, parent grandparent actually you're not right yeah. I would love that I'd be like oh I really appreciate that that you're not scared to 
call someone you love out when they're wrong because I'd also expect that from someone as well I'd want someone to call me out and be like you're wrong that would never happen if I'm always right but you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> no exactly and I think it is that it's that level of honesty right that, that you that I want from a relationship and would want them to have with their parents as well mm. um because it I, I don't like fake people and I don't like people that would be would would be fake to their family because I'm not really like that with mine so I would find that quite difficult if they you know said one thing to somebody and then said one thing to me you know I'd, I'd find that as a bigger character flaw rather than just that small kind of like do I get on with his family sort of thing it wouldn't be about the family it would be more the wider issues that potentially could be caused by difference of opinion and that sort of thing definitely well that was a bit of a tangent so it's all right it's all right it's good we like tangent mm-hmm. um what tips well move on to the last bit what yeah. tips do you have then because you're very good at setting resolutions so what mm. say someone's listening to this and they're like actually you know what I feel like I want to focus and set some things for the next year what tips do you have I think I think sit down and, and get like a big piece of paper or something. And, and I think writing's really good in, in, this, in, this, in, in this instant. Um, and I think that it's, it's about being wider than just this year, right? So it's about creating something that is a vision for your life or for your, where you are right now and what you want to do. Um, mine's very much like um, I want to be an expert in the wine field and I want to um you know have a family that that's kind of you know the the goals that I want to set for myself um and everything kind of stems back from there so it could be this year is like complete my master's or you know and you know I don't know create a environment where it sets up for you know to to make myself financially stable or something like that do you know what I mean that stems from those wider and bigger things and I think it's really important to um, create and understand your bigger things, because then when you think about something like losing weight, that becomes really unimportant in the grand scheme of things. Mm, because exactly. Does it actually matter? No, it probably doesn't. But if, you're, uh, if your wider goal is to become a per, yeah, personal trainer, then it's going to bloody matter, you know? So it depends what you want and what your wider goals are. Um, and I think that's the thing to start with. And then if you want to set something that's more achievable or targetable or whatever, then create, you know, a small list, right? Because it should be something that you can do. Um, something that's a little bit, you know, attainable, but a challenge, but is also attainable. So yeah, maybe like four or five things, um, and something that you're, and put it somewhere that you can go back to and be like, have I done this? Um, you know, and something you can measure. Very good tips. Measuring is good as well. Even if you don't hit the final goal, to see that you've made progress on the mountain, it's always very important, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and has so in terms of 2020, because obviously we've had a very strange year, um, do you think that how 2020's gone has changed how you feel about resolutions and/or goals? Yes, I think the widest thing for me is goals versus resolutions. So I think 2020 has taught me or changed how I feel about goals. As in, if your goal is, I want to, I want to meditate because I want to meditate for whatever reason X Y Z. 
so I'm going to meditate every day it's finding peace with if you don't meditate on the fourth day that is okay you're still stepping towards finding your goal or if you've going back to weight loss <laughs> and you're like I want to get really into boxing or running and you've had a really good streak of three weeks where you run loads and then actually on the fourth week you're like you know what? I just can't be asked I feel like shit I don't want to do it yeah being really comfortable with knowing that that's okay because you still made progress and it's okay to have breaks and pauses because I think pausing in silence is very important for all goals even when it's like think of our studying like sometimes I'm just like I just need a break for a few days I just can't do it um yeah. so I think it's finding peace in that it's not got to be 24 7 constant hard work it's 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 okay to have respite within your goals and and to be and to accept setbacks and to accept that also the path of your goal changes you might want to be, I don't know, a hairdresser and then end up being a barber. That's where the goal moves. You do you know what I mean? I think it's being open to that. You set a goal, but life will shape how it turns out in, in the long run. Yeah. And it's not being, and, and you're right, like it, it's not being so strict with yourself that you don't give yourself that space. You, you need to have that space to continue on really and then to, to reassess. Um, yeah, because it, it's super important really. Um, and breaking it down into, you know, if, if you journal and things like breaking them down into things you can do today or this week or, you know, this month is, is helpful mm-hmm. as well. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. So any last final tips, Jane? Um, wishing everyone a happy and healthy 2021. Um, I'm currently isolating in a house because my brother has COVID. I think I probably got COVID. My test arrives today, Jenny. Oh, that's exciting. That's exciting. COVID test they, they look awful um so everyone look after yourselves the mutant strains out there um they say hoping we, no like you sent me the vaccine thing earlier like there's a new vaccine starting in the uk so i'm hoping we'll be on the road to a bit of normality or whatever the new normal is um so yeah everybody look after yourselves and we look forward to more fun with you in 2021 absolutely absolutely um i think it's going to be an interesting year <laughs> I don't want to make any predictions because I think we just need to roll with whatever happens because I don't think we, I think this year has taught us that we can't plan too far ahead at the moment. Um, but it would be nice to be able to make some holiday plans would be, um, would be my kind of, um, my favorite thing to be able to do, but we, we shall see. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Thank you so much for staying with us and joining us for all of 2020 and these strange and difficult times. Please do leave a rating, review and subscribe. And until next time and in 2021, and thank you so much for listening. Cheers, everyone. Woohoo. Cheers. Bye. Bye.